Coming up next on Abounding Grace. Don't take so much credit for the work of God in your life. You are here because God's moving in your life. He's speaking to you. He, he is leading you and guiding you and inviting you into a deeper relationship with him. It is just not limited to this room. God is at work in your life. And so you're not here by accident. And, and to think that in the life of this church family, in this moment in particular, God has a word for you. And he wants to encourage you. And he wants to correct you, and he wants to instruct you, and he wants to challenge you, and he wants to help you along the way. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You You know, life is made up of a series of choices. Will we accept that new job offer? Will we marry him or her? Do we move to another state? Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Ed Taylor encourages us to head into 2023 intentionally. In other words, make good and wise choices, looking forward to what God has for our lives. This is part of a new series called Faith Forward. We'll be in the Gospel of John and Ephesians today. Here's Pastor Ed. Take your Bibles, open them to John chapter 12, John's Gospel chapter 12, and if you want to get ahead, you can also open to Ephesians chapter 3, and the title of our Bible study today is Heading into 2023 Intentionally, and that's really the key word, intentionally, that we might make good choices, wise choices. Because it's been said that the entirety of our lives are made up of our choices. And it's also been said that every church ends up somewhere. But some churches end up somewhere on purpose. And this year I want you to make choices on purpose. To really consider the direction of your life. That's a key. We do everything on purpose. Even if you're here today and you go, well, you know, I just kind of just wander around. I don't, I'm just like a more of a free spirit and, and I kind of make my choices here and there. Well, that attitude right there, you have chosen to adopt in your life on purpose. So you can't get away from it. Whether you have more of a loose approach toward life or you're a more structured person in life, that is a choice that you have made and the way that you live your life. And so with the choices that you make, I believe it's important that we do things in a way that will get us to where God wants us to be. Because Jesus has a purpose for his church, for the bride of Christ, the broader church around the world today. But he also has a purpose for this church. This small gathering that's a part of the larger gathering, this church family, for you and for me. And with all the changes around us, one thing that's remained constant is our commitment to focus on worshiping Jesus singularly. And our church, we have a past. And we'll be talking a little bit about that to give some insights on the past. But here, we've, we've learned that we love the past, but we live the future. And we have to acknowledge that we all have a past, but the past is the past. It's behind us. There's nothing we can do about it. 
I mean, you look back at 2022 and maybe you made some decisions that you're not happy with, some choices that hurt you, and okay, okay, but you've got to acknowledge the past is the past. Can you just say that with me? The past is the past, and you need to embrace that and move forward. Yeah, it's true. You might have to move forward with some consequences and some difficulties, but nonetheless, the Lord is with you, and he's going to be with you, and 2023 can be different. It can truly be a turning point in your life if you will choose differently than you've previously chosen. The power of following Jesus closer than ever before. You know, Jesus told us, he said in Luke chapter 19, he said, do business till I come. And we're to be about our father's business. That's our mandate, serving him until he returns. And so we don't live in the past. We celebrate it in some ways, we learn from it in some ways, but we move forward. We live today. We're alive right now in what God is doing in our lives today. We can't do much about yesterday. We can't really do anything about yesterday, except we can learn from it, move forward from it, and learn how to grow in the Lord. And he alone is worthy of our worship and commitment, and it's important that we realize that. Now, over the many years that I've been here in Colorado, uh, I've seen a lot of churches come and go, which was very surprising to me. I understand churches coming, but I didn't really grasp or understand, or and sometimes I still really wrestle with churches that close and just disappear. I mean, I've seen churches move, and that we've, we've been a church that's moved a couple times ourselves. I've seen churches merge together, which is wonderful. I've seen churches change, even change theologically. But unfortunately, in the past years, many churches have just disappeared. And, and, and I learned of a new one this week, and it just broke my heart. Whatever the reasons are, I don't believe that it's God's will for a church to start and then just be there for a little while and move on. The church of God is eternal, especially when he's placing churches strategically in communities. Like God has a purpose for every single church, singularly, as well as together, you know, every good, solid, sound Bible teaching church, we partner together in reaching the lost. And so as churches grow and shrink and come and go, it reminds me of the blessing of being a part of this church and all the things that we've experienced here. And it's a blessing to be a part of this fellowship as in many ways we continue to stay the course of what God has called us to do. And so with all that God has entrusted to us, we don't want to lose sight of who we are, which is the sum of our time today. We don't want to lose sight of what God is doing and what God wants to do in accomplishing it through, the lives, through our lives and the life of this church. And we can say with great confidence that God planted this church in particular, and it's a joy to be a part of it. We can say with confidence that we're here by the will of God. Now, I know many of you made just choices. You maybe heard something on the radio. Somebody invited you. You're driving by. And so, you know, you're like, I think I'm going to go to that church this week. And I think that's a great choice. It's good that you're with us. But, but don't take so much credit for the work of God in your life. You are here because God's moving in your life. He's speaking to you. He, he is leading you and guiding you and inviting you into a deeper relationship with him. It is just not limited to this room. God is at work in your life. And so you're not here by accident. And, and to think that in the life of this church family, in this moment in particular, God has a word for you. And he wants to encourage you. And he wants to correct you. And he wants to instruct you. And he wants to challenge you. And he wants to help you 
along the way. And for us as a church, we're entering into our 23rd year of ministry, which only represents the amazing grace of God. It is the amazing grace of God that we're here today. And he's continuing to use us. And so many years ago, when we were praying about moving out of Southern California to a place that was still yet undetermined to maybe be used of God in planting a church, God gave me a verse that he implanted in my heart. He gave me a verse from the same way you get verses. My pastor was teaching, he was sharing with us, and the verse that he shared resonated with my heart. And I ask you to open to it in John chapter 12, verse 21. It is the very essence and foundation of the church here. It is the beginning verse that God birthed in my heart that if I ever had the privilege of pastoring a church, it would center around this church. This verse, I should say. John chapter 12, verse 21. And and it's a kind of an obscure verse, isn't it? It says, Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and they asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And that really is the responsibility of the church, that we point people to Jesus Christ. We know him personally, and we make him known. That is the purpose of the church. God's will for your life is that you have a personal, vibrant, alive, growing relationship with Jesus. It's the most important thing in your life. And I use the word relationship on purpose. Just like any other relationship that grows through time and testing, that grows through conversation and grows through sharing of heart and intimate things. That's the kind of relationship that God wants to have with you. He's given to you his word. He's invited you into a relationship through prayer and communication so that you might know him and make him known, that you might know his love, experience his grace, and then share his gospel and invite other people into a similar relationship where they could have the true purpose and experience the true purpose of their life. Now, I was thinking back when we moved to Colorado 23 and a half years ago, I came, the way that we came to Colorado is I took a promotion with my job. And I took a promotion with my job for the sole purpose of being used of God and planning a church. And that was 23 and a half years. We actually moved a little bit earlier than the church started. And God gave us a direction. He put on my heart to go into a city and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. To go into a city, and and prophetically, my pastor gave a word that that city would be Aurora. And we had already checked Aurora out. We already uh, had, had some open doors here. And my pastor, when he prayed over us, he prayed actually over Calvary Chapel, Aurora, before it ever existed. And as we were praying to come to this city, we didn't even know, you know, to, to think about leaving uh, to step out in faith, because that's really what it amounted to me. I have my small little family, just my wife and three kids. We just had a baby, and the, the Lord was like, I want you to go. And it was a, just a thousand miles, but that was a long way for us. As we grew up in, a, in Southern California, I mean, Marie and I got married. We didn't even move more than 10 miles from where we grew up. And all of our family and all our friends and everyone there, and God saying, no, it's time for you to go. And, and we didn't know exactly at the time, you know, when that first started. But as we continue to pray, God narrowed it down to come here. But I didn't know how to plan a church. I, I didn't know what to do. We had, there wasn't books to read or seminars to go to. Uh, but we were taught that if you go to a community, just open up your home, invite people into your front room, love on them, sing with them, and teach them the Bible. And if people come back, you're probably going to see a church planted. If they don't come back, 
just go home, you know, just go home. It's not going to work. And so that's what we did. And through a lot of different things, uh, we ended up uh, having a, there was a group of people already meeting in Aurora. Uh, We were given oversight of that group and we started Sunday morning services December 26, 1999, right behind us here, behind the coals over here, catty corny of us, there was a, there's a school back there, Columbia Middle School. Uh, we rented the cafeteria, invited people to come, put signs on the street, and said, here we're going to be for Bible study. And God wanted, God was the origin of all this, and that's the important part. Certainly, I was a part of it. We were praying, but we were praying for God's will, not our will. And so God revealed that he wanted to take this little family from Southern California, pick them up completely, bring them to a new city so that he might do a fresh new work with the gospel in Aurora. And he has called me to teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter and book by book. He has called me to shepherd the flock of God. He's called me to be a servant and to be used by him to love and to feed and to care and to tend and to nurture his flock. And you know, back in that first service, some 50 people showed up, about 50 people showed up. We didn't count, but that's about considering how many chairs we put out. There was about 50 people that first Sunday, and it was very exciting. It was an excitement in the room. What's God want to do? What does he desire for this city? And maybe there was a little nervousness and apprehension is, who is this guy? And what kind of church is this? But I'll tell you what, Week after week, and month after month, and now year after year, God has been faithful to his word. And he uses the Bible to grow up men and women in him. And he uses the Bible to to help us live our lives. And most importantly, he uses the Bible that we might understand who he is, what his character and his nature is. And as I write in all those little baby dedication Bibles I give, I write the child, even if they're a baby, when they grow up, they'll be able to read it or their parents can read it. I I write a part of it. It's a little different each one. But I say, hey, look, God loves you. Jesus loves you, gave his life for you. And he also gave you his Bible so you can read it and learn more of his love for you. That's what, if you ever wonder what's in those Bibles, that's what's in them. Because I want the children, I want the parents, I want us to know about the love of God, that will change your life. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. God loved us first. We love God, why? Because he loved us first. And it's amazing as we look back over the years here of what God has done through this church. You know, first Sunday, 50 people. The next Sunday was a lot less. Let me just say, it was a lot less people. Uh, It was maybe from 50 to 20, who knows. But I learned, I learned something uh, as the church would go up and down, especially during football season. When the Broncos are playing and you only have one service and they're on TV during the service, people stay home. Uh, You know, and so people are going, well, you need to change the service times. We're not changing the service times for the Broncos, just so you know. If you don't want to come to church, don't come to church and suffer for it. That's your deal. But I learned the culture. I learned the community. I learned back then. Like, it's a little different today, but back then, like, that was a serious thing. And nothing can interrupt the watching of the Broncos. I mean, I even had a dude that says, we can bring a TV in here. Like, dude, I'm teaching the Bible, man. We're not watching the game. And those were pre-phone days where I, you know, I see you guys watching the game. I know what you guys are doing, checking the score, that whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We've seen and been through a lot over the years, up and down, up and down. And I know some of you, you, you can't resonate with these stories because you weren't with us. But I share with you that, that your church has a history. 
And even, even though we have a history of days, you know, when we had less people and now we have more people and up and down along the way, it's God's faithfulness. He's the one that planted this church. He's the one that started. I mean, if you think about it for a second, just thinking about where you're sitting right now, uh, if you go back 24 or 25 years, just 24 or 25 years, where you are right now did not exist. I mean, if we're on the second floor here, and then I'm a little bit higher than the second floor, and then you go all the way down, if you erase this building here, 24 years ago, this was just dirt and rocks and tumbleweeds and a bunch of old dead trees that were all on this property. You go back a few more years before that, then to the east of us, none of those houses were there all the way to the, the dump out there. If you go a few years back then, those houses down, down south, they weren't there. And God had a heart for this city. And I mean, as you says, we're studying the book of Acts, something you're going to learn about this city, about how God uses churches, is that he kind of has this spoke and wheel, this hub and spoke system, where he will send somebody to a city that will be the hub, and then the spokes from that church in the city will then plant churches everywhere else. And so I can see now, looking back, I didn't know this then, but I can see now, looking back, why God would call me to a city and what he wanted to do in my life. And so if you think about it, God had you, like this church exists. God planted this church. And you can say this in a very real way for this particular moment in time right now, just this moment in time, God planted this church for you, for you in your spiritual life, in your spiritual growth in this moment, no matter how long you've been with us. If this is the very first time you visit, it's just as equal for you as anyone that's been with us for 20 years. God planted this church for you because he loves this city and he desires to reach this city and your family and friends. And, and as we've seen over the years, all the people that move here, all the people that move out, all the people that come in through Buckley and all the people that head out when their orders are, are changed, God's will is for this city. He planted this church. And I know there are a lot of great churches in this city. We're, 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 I believe this is a great church. This is where my family grew up, where I raised my kids. But there are a lot of great churches in this city. And collaboratively and collectively, we get to partner together as we're faithful to our calling to reach this city. And yet you're here. And it's God's will for you to be here. And it may be God's will for you to stick around, for, for you to step up, for you to begin to serve, to use your gifts and talents, not just to come in religiously constantly so your own personal edification, but also for your gifts and talents to be used so that you can be a stronger person in your community. Because I mean, in a few minutes, you guys are going to leave and you're going to spend more time living life outside of this building than you ever will inside this building and so the building becomes representative of a place to be built up and to be strengthened. It's a church family. It's where God introduces you to other people. Some people you need, some people need you, and it becomes the family of God. And it reminds me as I think of the church looking back, looking back, you know, what we're living in and what we've experienced in 23 years was never on my radar I remember thinking that if we could gather a group together, if God would just use me, we could gather a group together. And as a church, we maybe had 100 or 200 adults. That would be enough maybe to quit my job and I can just shepherd this little flock and just be used to God and teach the Bible. And that would be fine with me. 
But obviously, we're walking in something that's far bigger than even my little mind can contain. Far bigger than what I even expected. And I mean, you have to understand something as well. There was a time, very real in those early days, where I was ready to go home. Like, I mean, leave Colorado and go, church planning's not for me. I don't want to be here anymore. And I even called my boss and asked to see if my job was still there in Southern California. And he says, oh, Eddie boy, your job is still here. Come on back. And Marie's over here in the other room saying, hang up the phone. We're not going back. And the warfare and the difficulty and the challenges. Because I believe this, and I've come to believe that whether it was me or another pastor, God was going to do what he wanted to do in this church. This is his heart for this city. And he's nowhere, anywhere near being done until he returns. And he invites you to be a part of it. He wants you to be a part of it. Put it in stronger words. He commands you to be a part of what he's doing on the earth today. So remind me of another scripture I asked you to open to in Ephesians. Would you turn there with me? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It reminds me of a scripture because as God is inviting you into what he is doing, because that's, that's really the essence. We want to we see what God is doing. We want to observe what God is doing, and then we want to run to it. We don't want to create it or try to make something happen. We want to find out what God's already doing and then get there. And just jump into what he's doing, what his will is. And here's the verse that's so exciting in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. As you make choices for this coming year, as you look forward to what God has for your life, listen, he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church of Christ Jesus. Notice, to all generations, forever and ever, Amen. I mean, first of all, I noticed that the church is to go to all generations. And that's why I don't want to see our church just disappear one day. I mean, even to look around the city, there's churches that were very prominent and very useful in our community that are literally gone now. Changing the sign or, you know, they they sold the building or whatever it might be. They they are just gone and dissolved. And even this last week, I learned of another one in another city that that shut down and my heart breaks. Because I don't believe, I believe the church is to go on to every generation. Now, again, I realize things happen behind the scenes, stuff I know nothing about. And that's not my business. I give it unto the Lord. But as far as our church, like I want to see our church continue to reach this city even long after I'm gone or long after you're gone. Because there'll be new people in this city. This city will continue to grow. It'll continue to build. It'll continue to be a, a destination for people to move. And as long as there are people in the city... I mean, even if not another person came to the city, like, you know, 400 plus thousand people in Aurora, I mean, there are 390 something thousand people that need to get saved. Like, there's a lot of people in our city that need to be, to need to be introduced and experience the love of God. And that's not just our city, right? As we'll see in a moment, our responsibility is far larger than just this little city that we're in. And I believe God wants us to ask and think great things in this city, specifically. I think he wants us to ask for great things and think great things in our lives so that we might bring glory to his name and the church continues to other generations. We're learning how to make good and godly choices today on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. It's part of a series called Faith Forward. 
If you joined us late or would just like to give this a second listen, go online to AboundingGraceRadio.com. Have you had a chance to download our app? This is another great way to take in the teaching of God's Word. Download it for free today by searching for Ed Taylor. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. Even just a quick hello telling us the station you listen to means a lot. And maybe you didn't realize it, but Pastor Ed reads these emails. Let us know how we can pray for you, too. You can email us through the website at AboundingGraceRadio.com. And please remember that Abounding Grace is made possible through the support of our listeners. We look to the Lord for provision. And when you give a donation of $25 or more to Abounding Grace, you're invited to request a copy of Warren Wiersbe's book on being a servant of God. This is a must-read for anyone who desires to serve the Lord and be involved in ministry. In it, he invites ministry leaders to listen in on 30 short armchair chats that will no doubt encourage and inspire them for service. You might even want to go through this with your small group at church. To order a copy today, call 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-30-GRACE. We'll resume our Faith Forward series tomorrow on Abounding Grace. We'll again consider the direction of our lives and be encouraged to make good choices in the year ahead. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, here in Aurora. 